Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. K-Muse will be joining us in just a minute. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm C.L. Kita. And just as a reminder, we do have a Patreon page. It's a place where you can get an exclusive monthly episode just from us for our kimchi vips and with your patreon membership comes an invitation to our exclusive dramas kimchi discord and it's a great place to hang out with us and all of our kimchi vips as we talk the latest dramas and news and all sorts of stuff it's a fun place to be and we invite you to come hang out with us so much fun what else is so much fun is our topic today which is we are going to chat about business proposal Um, So we'll be starting with a spoiler-free section and then just kind of talking in generalities. And then we'll get into more specifics um, after we do that spoiler-free section. So let's get into it. First of all, um, let's share a synopsis. What is this all about? I have to say, I really enjoyed having just something a little different, a little bit... um, comedy. It really felt like an old-fashioned rom-com to me. So let's go in. So Shinhari is a respected food scientist at Go Foods who happens to be single. Her best friend, Jin Young-so, comes from a Chebal family and gets set up on blind dates all the time. Young-so hates them, so she pays Hari to go in her place and get rejected. However, this time around, Youngso's date is Kang Taemu, the CEO of Go Foods, and therefore Shinhari's boss. She freaks out momentarily, but is somewhat confident in her disguise since she isn't wearing a lab coat for once. Hari goes through with the date. What she doesn't know is that Kang Taemu's grandfather is pressuring him to get married. Hating the pressure and the time away from work that blind dates require, Taemu decides to marry the next woman he goes on a blind date with. So Taemu is charmed by Hari's sunny, irreverent nature and believing she is Jin Young-so, he thinks he's made a really good decision. So he calls her up and proposes the very next day. (laughs) All right. It's efficient. (laughs) So efficient. So speaking of efficiency, let's talk spoiler free about why we started this drama And I mention efficiency because I have been in a drama slump. Um, I'm a teacher and I have just had so much going on. It's the end of the year and things are finally starting to slow down for me. So that means that peer pressure comes into play. Um, I had a minute. What what, what peer pressure? I have no idea what you're talking about. Peer pressure from this group? None. Never. I don't Um, even know what that is. So everybody was talking about this drama. And the next thing I knew, I had missed a recording for something. There was something going on. Life was crazy. And Drama Geek is like, that's okay. We can just do the business proposal one next week. You have time to watch. So I sat (laughs) down and I started watching. Um. And I marathoned it, which is very efficient. See, look at how I came full circle. <laughs> and so um, well I done. just finished this morning <laughs> the whole drama. But it's the first K-drama that I have watched from start to finish in months. So go me. 
Woohoo! We're very proud. Yes, we are. And that means that you'll have the best memory out of all of us because all those details are right there in your head. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Which is why we'll all need it because I watched it a while ago. (laughs) So I started it. I was actually kind of excited because, as you all know, I write the teaser posts for the blog. And this one was the lightest looking drama in just a slew of heavy, serious, thoughtful dramas, which there's there's nothing wrong with the heavy, serious, thoughtful dramas. They have their place. But I always need something to balance it out. And I knew that this would be the thing to balance it out. Plus, I'm a huge Ankyo Soap fan. I loved him in 30 But 17. And he was the best part of the bit that I did watch of uh, Lovers of the Red Sky. So I was like, okay, I, you know. Two, two points in its favor. It's light. It's funny. It's got Ahmyo soap. And then um, we had King's, Kim Se-jong, who was in Uncanny Counter, and she was very serious and focused there. And she was supposed to be fun and playful in this. And I was like, all right, that, that's three points. Three points in its favor. So I'll watch. Oh, boy. I can't remember why I started watching. I'm assuming it was some combination of like, I feel like it was K-Muse saying, it's kind of like marriage, not dating. It's super fun. It's super, and I, I feel like it might be that. But then again, I know that I, I started this like right away. So I think I was looking for something that was a little lighter, um, maybe a little less like, I was watching a lot of like darker things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this really fit the bill. And the minute I started watching, I was laughing. The first episode was amazing. So I have to say that I can't really remember why I started it, but I'm certain that there was some combination of, of peer pressure involved. Also, I just want to say that I had not put that together. The she was in uncanny counter <laughs> until you just said it. And now that you said it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why she looked so familiar. Mm-hmm. But she's yeah. very different in this drama. I love it. Yeah, she's great. So I didn't that I- watch it. <laughs> ah, well, okay. <laughs> Wait, you, you didn't watch Uncanny Counter. I didn't realize that. Mm-mm. I started it. I have been the queen of starting everything that comes out and just being like, mm, no. And then I go watch Unsolved Mysteries. it's like i can only handle something i've already watched and so this was a huge thing for me to be able to watch something all the way through that was new i have i have to say that um we're we're going to be joined here shortly with kmu's and she'll share why she started watching it but i just want to say that just as a quick tangent is that this was really nice because it was so different And I've needed something to just kind of to sort of just be able to chill with a little bit. Um, But the other thing that I'm watching to do that is Old Enough, which is a Japanese show about toddlers who are going on errands for their first time. Mm -hmm. And I know know that that doesn't sound like it'll be a really like exciting plot line, but I find myself so invested in these little ones who are like for the first time getting to like take the take their dad's apron to him at work or whatever it is. And you will not believe this because like they cross traffic. Like (laughs) I'm just like gobsmacked. Like I just can't believe that they are like off on their own. And yes, they're being followed, you know, with the the people with cameras and whatnot. So they would grab them probably if they were going to like 
run in front of traffic. But um, oddly enough, I find it really relaxing to watch it. And it's like a, I don't know, it's like a hero's quest or something because they're, you know, off on their little, you know, Wizard of Oz kind of like got to go meet people and whatnot. So anyway, a very tiny hero's quest. Yeah. A little tiny hero's quest. So I know that's a tangent, but it's similar in the sense that it's another thing that if you have been like kind of drowning in, you know, serial killers and not that serial killers are bad because, you know, around here we (laughs) like hot serial killers, but if you are looking for something that's just, you know, like I just need to kind of chill, it's on Netflix and it's called Old Enough and it's super adorable. So I highly recommend it. Makes sense. And I was just thinking, see, Alkita, you like my love from another star, right? I did. Yeah, I was I was kind of getting similar vibes between business proposal and my love from another star, not in content, but just in the story structure and the lightheartedness. Does that sound accurate? Um, I had a different take on it than you guys did. Oh, that's uh, true. But he- here's what I do have to say. One of the things that I think all of us are finding so refreshing is I feel like this drama went back to the drama roots. It went back to the tried and true tropes. And I know we'll talk about all of this more later, but it had it had more relatability to it because of the setup. So I can see how you're making connections to some of these older dramas that you watch marriage, not dating my love from the stars. I absolutely think that the reason why I was able to stay focused on this drama was because it was a hallmark to older dramas Mm -hmm. that whenever I first got sucked into, into the K drama world. So it had everything that we loved and not all of the darkness that we've had so much of lately, because it's just, everything's been so serious. Mm-hmm. It so was really I, nice. It was nice yeah. to be able to laugh and just, especially the first few episodes. Like, I feel like I laughed and laughed in the first few episodes. Maybe I was just in a spot, but. Um, <laughs> no, but, I did too. So Right. But I certainly when she's on blind dates, right. I think that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so we all have our reasons for why we started watching. Um, and I wonder if K-Muse wants to share hers. Sorry about joining late. I had a crazy day at work, but I'm excited to talk all K-drama whatnots. Um, I watched this drama because there were so few rom-coms happening. Mm-hmm. And there's still very few rom-coms happening. So I'm glad I watched this drama because it's getting me through my rom-com needs of 2022 so that's true hey same as the rest of us all (laughs) right all right so kim sejong which as we just talked about she was in uncanny counter as hana she plays our leading lady shin hari what did we like about her performance and was there anything that annoyed us i loved how sunny and bright and happy she was and yet she was still super competent in her job like sometimes you get the trope of kind of the candy girl who is bright and sunny and just a little bit stupid but she is not stupid she's very good at her job she's very good at her personal relationships for the most part and <laughs> she's just she's a lot of fun to watch so I would say there's not really anything that annoyed us annoyed me aside from her inconvenience trips to the bathroom that well that's a spoiler never mind <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 
Yeah, for me, I think, um, obviously, I have been thinking about this for a long time as I compare her performance in Uncanny Counter with this one. You know, for the last few weeks, I've been thinking about this. And um, not really, because, of course, I've just revealed that I just realized when Carrie said that she was the star of Uncanny Counter, it was the same person. So anyway, um, I think that First of all, I'm actually really impressed with her acting performance because it did not click for me that she was the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, So number one, and then I really loved that she pulled off the, I mean, they do some really crazy antics on their blind dates and she pulled it off in such a way that was so believable yet so ridiculous. Um, So I really enjoyed that. But just like you, I think that I loved the fact that she was good at her job and she was respected um, for what she did. It was never, there was never any question in my mind that anything that she might get in the future would be because of her connection with the CEO or anything like that. So yeah, I loved it. Nothing she did annoyed me. (laughs) (laughs) well and we also actually saw her doing her job so often it's all like Mm -hmm. oh this person's blah 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 and then you never see them do their job other than like sit at a desk and plan like going out or dreaming about the guy or whatever but this they actually went through a lot of the technical stuff of what her job entails but it's kind of enough to make it like layered right like I'm just curious a little bit like because she went to school for like food chemistry or something like that. Right. And so like, Mm -hmm. basically she's in a lab testing recipes and I don't know, it was, well, but that makes a lot of sense because you have to imagine all of these companies that send out food, they have to find like preservatives that'll preserve the taste. And so it can be uh, transferred out like yeah, it's um, just, it's interesting yeah. because like we tend to have sort of a select group of like careers that we choose from for our leading ladies. And, and this that is one is very one. unique, right? <laughs> yeah. so I really, it was enjoyable actually, because it was interesting. It was. Well, and it made her interaction believable why she would be interacting with like the president and stuff. And she has she's so good at her job. It actually has her being noticed before they know it's the same person. Mm -hmm. And so that's always a lot of fun. And it gave a little layer to the story arc that we often don't get. I loved her. I also didn't realize it was the same girl as Uncanny Counter until I was writing the synopsis. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's who that is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I love her in rom-coms and I would love to see her in more rom-coms or kicking butt. I really don't care as long as she's on my screen more. More roles. More roles for Kim Sejong. Yes, she's a very talented actress. So one of the things that we always, that always gets us gushing about an actress is when she has depth. Um, And I don't just mean like facial expressions, but I mean someone who can turn on a dime from being funny to being serious to action or whatever. Um, I mean, I have not watched her in anything else before. And whenever I first saw her, I was like, oh, this girl's going to be forgettable. And as she, as her character evolves, as she goes through the blind dates, as she goes through her friendships, 
every relationship that she has, she's like an onion. And we see different layers, but we also see different layers of her acting ability. And, you know, whenever you don't know what an actress is going to do next, that always makes it more interesting to watch. Um, I think that the only thing that annoyed me was the hair. I mean, I realized what they were trying to do there, but her her hair in her face constantly oh. was driving me crazy. <laughs> I was like, kind of dumb. I was like, let's just get a brush. <laughs> <laughs> I love so. that they kept excusing it because she's smart and really good at her job. So it's okay if she's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. You know, I was just thinking I'm having just like this flashback moment of I swear and maybe listeners will have a better idea of this or not. But when we were talking about actresses that we wanted to see in other like in the future or that kind of stood out to us, I'm almost positive that I said her name. So I just want to say, I think I predicted this, that she's going to go places. <laughs> OK, we'll say on. that you did. OK. We, if anyone wants to go back and listen and let us know, that'd be great. But what right. I love is that you didn't remember that it was her. <laughs> That's why it's hilarious. Do better on the next role. Do better. <laughs> That's why. That's why it's hilarious. Okay, Anhyo uh, plays the part of Temu, and what surprised us about his performance, and do we think he did well in this role? So. We, I loved him as the duckling. What was he? Something he had the little duckling in um, thirty but seventeen. Oh yeah, right? puppy Chan, the puppy nephew. And then we saw beautiful glimpses of his abs in the lovers' scarlet, whatever, whatever that was. Lovers, lovers of the, of the red sky. Yeah, lovers of the red sky. I didn't finish it, but there was that yeah. really nice workout scene, so I could watch that a few times. <laughs> um, so did we think he did well in this role? I, I actually think he's really um, matured a lot since he was the, that kind of puppy younger nephew or whatever um, from 30 to 17. And I do think he did quite a good job with this. He was kind of channeling, like we talked about before, like old school chayball drama leading man, but he was sweet. And I think that um, it was an interesting, it was just, it was an interesting role for him. It really felt like we were a throwback to older dramas, yet his character was quite different. So I, I enjoyed it. I think he did well. Um, while we were watching this, Drama Geek and I were discussing this because she was all like, I kind of wish that there was a better actor as the leading man. And so I thought about it for a little while and I was like, you know, if there was a more dynamic actor, it would not be as good a drama because I went through all my favorite actors like Sangook and like Lee Dong-wook, like all these actors that have very distinctive styles and their style wouldn't have fit the character. It would have yeah. been a totally different feel. Not that it'd be bad, but it'd be a completely different feel and you wouldn't have just that guy who's relatively a good guy but kind of like 
blank when it comes to human interaction or romance Mm -hmm. that he played Mm -hmm. so well. So you kind of need that actor that can just do, give you that blank vibe. And he did it really well. And so he was that straight man while the girl played off of him so well, you know, he really played it straight and was trying to be all romantic and everything. (laughs) And it just didn't come across well, but he tried his hardest. Um, so he really was the perfect actor for this kind of role. Cause if you have that actor, that's going to draw all the attention, all of the focus, then you wouldn't have that ensemble that happened in this show. And I think it was the ensemble and the interactions between everyone that really made me enjoy it. Whereas if it was like, oh, well, this guy's playing rings around the other actors and actresses or, you know, it just wouldn't Mm -hmm. have vibed as well. And so I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree with everything that came you said. I do think that this role was supposed to be a young table. And, you know, his, his grandfather is, I mean, I sat there literally doing the math to try to figure out how old this guy was supposed to be. And I figure probably twenties. Um, and so, you know, for his age and his ability, I, I felt like that bit of green that he has really helped him. Um, he was cute. He was, he was the kind of guy that, you know, the girls would swoon when he walked in, but then he starts talking and y'all his English. I was there for it. Oh yeah. He lived in Canada for a while. I was totally, you know, he, he had, but even though he spoke, he's, I mean, he's obviously a, a good speaker, but his pacing and pausing, somebody didn't write that for him. He did it because he can speak English. And I just was like, you rock it, buddy. You rock it. <laughs> yeah, I do like his English speaking skills. And I think I think he came over to Canada when he was like 10 or something and left when he was 18. So enough time to, but, to become very bilingual. But I feel like that's going to help him take more leading roles because mm-hmm. that's a skill. You know, Hyunbin and um, who else is it that speaks really good English that Lee Sung-gi? I don't remember, but there's a couple of the older, um, my age actors <laughs> that have really good English speaking skills. And I feel like that is a key to making his businessman persona work for him. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just, I, I really thought that was well done. So I actually struggled a little bit with him. I felt like he was a little bit detached from his role just because the very deliberate, slow way he was speaking bothered me a lot. I preferred him as I prefer him to be more friendly and relatable. And I know that's not what this role called for. He was supposed to be very cold and he played cold. And you guys actually talked me around to seeing that he did a very, very good job. I just it felt like it didn't quite fit him. Like I, I in a few years from now, I'd like him to play this role and see if it would feel a little more natural so I liked watching him because I just I'm an on Hyosook fangirl but I just I wish they'd waited a couple years and then given it to him but you know timing is everything what I wonder is if maybe this is the disconnect from all of us that are used to this style of romantic comedy because it's very old school romantic comedy Mm, and so 
um, we're very used to this dynamic and stuff, whereas you're not as used to the really old, early 2008, 2009 type of shows, because I think there's a different difference in how they do just the dialogue and the connections. Mm. And so that might just be like a dynamic thing that modern viewers are going to feel differently about. So now I count as a modern viewer. Yes. Uh, I know know that there's definite, like you're not as into the old, old comedies as we are. This is Uh, true. Like think my girl or, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those, my name is Sassoon, all those kind of things. They're not your kind of shows, but this (laughs) is very much like a very similar pacing. And so I just wonder if maybe not, but there might be some connections that just connect differently for people that went through all those old back in our day balls were mean to the girls <laughs> that is how i feel sometimes though because i'll be like oh i love that show and then a lot of our more um newer viewers are like it's so misogynistic it was horrible they were mean and like it was so slow and i'm like but it was so funny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so oh, there's was... definitely different expectations For from sure. rom-coms, depending on when you started watching Korean rom-coms. So, <laughs> yeah. And I think about it now and I'm realizing I probably came into K-drama land at exactly the right time, because had I watched those older dramas, I would have been like, you know, this is just not for me. Yeah. So. Or hair, you might have right? enjoyed it. Oh, that's hair. right. Maybe you would have <laughs> enjoyed the, the <laughs> Japanese anime hair that was everywhere and the sexy earrings and the you know jerk guy that's redeemable deep v-necks and spiky hair bring it baby now to to be fair i want to go on the record saying i have tried a lot of these comedies that you guys have loved from the past and you don't like them because you're a baby and you don't get it (laughs) (laughs) and that's why i'm the mock nation move on So chemistry, yay or nay, did we like these two as an OTP and what were their strengths and weaknesses? I loved these two. They were so funny. And I love that he fell for her when she was trying to like put him so off of dating her. And that's why he liked her. And she was just weird and quirky and named her boobs. It was hilarious. (laughs) Like, I love them. They were so much fun. And I love that there was always a lot of open dialogue between them. There wasn't all of the stupid confusions, even like him finding out about her. It was resolved quickly. And we went on to the next stage. Like, I really like this dynamic a lot. So, yay. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Honestly, I didn't feel the chemistry as much um they had steamy scenes oh but i didn't i mean they (laughs) you're breaking you're breaking uh k-drama jen's heart (laughs) i was i up until episode like 11 10 or 11 i was not invested in anyone i was just watching um I I'm I'm gonna be really honest. It it all felt so contrived and formulaic. Um, 
I, I liked how they interacted kind of friendly for like a hot minute, but all of the relationships to me felt kind of lacking. And I'm going to go run and hide now. You are <laughs> entitled to your opinion. <laughs> It'll be fine. Everything's fine. Deep but breaths. I feel like I feel like it's because she both of the actors are don't have enough experience in my opinion i mean they did a good job they did what they were supposed to do it was it was very much following the formula but i didn't ever feel like oh they're gonna kiss i was like "Mm, they're yeah posed I love that K-Drama Jen hasn't read any of your discussion on it in the main thread of our group chat. And so uh, she's going to be shocked a little by a dra- lot of Drama comments. Geek was ready to shove me out a plate glass window on a ten- on the 10th floor. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been very, um, I watched it. Okay. That's the big thing. I watched it. That is the big I, thing. I have not been as invested as the rest of you guys. I've, I've kind of been like, mm-hmm. Okay. It's good background. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. You can be okay. We're, okay still, we're still spoiler free. So I, I, I can't even say what I want to say, but when we get to okay. the spoiler part, I'm going to say what I want to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So for these two as an OTP for me, um, I'm kind of middle ground. I, I felt like it built up well, but they're just, they're not necessarily going to go on my favorite OTP of the year or anything. They were, I'm trying to find the right words. Otherwise I might end up going adequate. out the same plate glass window. They were adequate. <laughs> they were good. They were good. I, I enjoyed watching them during the time that I watched them. Well, for me, <laughs> I mean, uh, actually I have to say, OTP wise, as far as like the best OTP of the year or whatever, not necessarily on my list either, but I do think they had oodles of chemistry Mm, and maybe there's a little more, I actually felt like maybe a different couple had even more chemistry, which we'll talk about shortly. Agreed. Oh, you're going to hate me. I was just going to say, <laughs> poor K-drama Jen, traumatized. <laughs> I'm going to have I'm a gonna, spicy I, dissection, I, discussion. I may have to just bow out now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Won't let you. I will come up there and hogtie you to your microphone. All right. <laughs> All right. So as a romantic comedy, did this drama do its job by making us laugh and fall in love? I would say yes. Yes, it did. I also agree that did it do its job? I laughed a lot and I enjoyed their relationship and I enjoyed like, I, I enjoyed it more in the beginning, to be honest. Um, but I did enjoy watching. I agree. I laughed so much. Probably the for the first six or seven episodes just had me laughing every episode. It did get more serious in the last few episodes. I still enjoyed them, but there wasn't as much laughter. Um, I do sometimes kind of wish that they could have kept the humor straight through, mm-hmm. but it was funny. And I laughed. Um. I laughed (laughs) and I, 
I liked the characters, but I did not fall in love with the characters. I mean, oh. it was, it was, it was, it was a nice forget, forgettable rom-com. It got me started back in. <laughs> oh. So it primed the pump for more is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. That's what she's saying. Yeah. yeah. That clearly Alrighty. that's what she's saying. All right. Time for spoilers. So Woo. if you haven't watched it, go watch it and then come back and you can decide if CL Kita's really, really wrong or not. <laughs> Just wait. So we not only had one OTP, but two. Which did we like better? Why or why not? So I happened to glance over just now at the chat. And um, <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm just going to say what I think, which is that I loved the second couple in the, especially in the very beginning, because they, I. <gasps> <gasps> no. See, Alkita, wait your turn. <gasps> oh my goodness gracious. All right. I loved them in the very beginning because I really loved the second lead man. Um, and I don't know who he is. I don't know which actor him he is. You. Yeah, him. I liked him a lot. I thought he did a really, really good job. Um, and I thought they were absolutely swoony as a second couple, second lead couple. And I really liked that they were, um, they cared about like other people that I mean at first the woman um the second lead girl oh. I was a little like eh you're like making your friend do all these things for you um but I ended up finding her rather likable as well and I thought they had sizzly chemistry so yeah I liked them but did you like them better than the first OTP in the very beginning I liked them better and then by the end um, it sort of evened out for me. Okay. I think I have to agree. They were very, the second OTP. I loved his whole Clark Kent glasses, oh, yeah. no mm -hmm. glasses thing. And just, oh, the scene where they like made out was super sexy. And it was so cute how they fell in love and were interested in each other. And the whole living next door to each other is always a trope I love. It was a lot of fun. And even the cousin, the cousin was so amusing by the end of the show. She, she was. was so annoying at the beginning, but then I just couldn't stop laughing at her because she was so dramatic and like the little English phrases thrown yeah, in. All of her attempts with English. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so I have no chingus. <laughs> <laughs> she was so much fun. And I kind of wish that we had seen her hook up with someone in the end, too. Because yeah. I think that'd be kind of an interesting, like, little side romance there. Um, but I do like that they kind of focused on the romance of the first couple, or I mean, the second lead couple at the beginning and then transition that out into a more steady story arc. And then the first OTP like steamed up. So I like how they kind of ebbed and flowed the steamy moments. Agree. On both the OTPs that they way. I think the it baton did a really back well. And forth. Yeah. Yes. So it did true. a really good job. So it's not just like, oh, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. Make out session, nothing, nothing, nothing. Make out session, <laughs> marriage, you know, because that's sometimes how the pacing goes romantically. And I felt it was a lot more even with that second couple 
thrown in. Hmm. All right. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, sweet baby Jesus, why did everybody have to be a couple? Um, everyone I, wasn't. The poor cousin was left yeah, out. It yeah, was so <laughs> she was her own couple. <laughs> I mean, she was like a thruple with the 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 side second chick and oh, hot dude when and hot dude went to like throw her off and don't say try to redeem this <laughs> oh it was hilarious when he went in place of his boss bestie. oh yes yeah and then she ended up like being more interested in him and he had to like be like what just happened <laughs> i it was so funny i wanted to i i was begging to fast forward through the second couple <gasps> <laughs> they were just Siakita. It, <laughs> it was like hook up, suck face, hook up. Yes, and I'm but like, the suck face was sexy. No, it wasn't. Oh, it, it was, was so gratuitous. Sexy. It was like it was like we're gonna make the other couple tame, so we're gonna have the other couple be sexy. But the and other couple wasn't tame. It was just we pacing. like gratuitous. Oh, they were. Uh, I didn't even like the first couple. <gasps> I was like, okay. Um, uh, my favorite couple out of all of them has to be the TV couple, and they didn't even touch. <laughs> but at least we had. Was it a kimchi slap? What was it? Oh, oh, oh! That was the best part. It um, wasn't a kimchi slap. It was like the. What was it? It was, it was food. like it was food. There was it, it was, was like food. the fried chicken or something. It was yeah. something food related. Yeah, but, but it was just you know that was and but they all felt like they had that same energy. The the guy stood there and the girl was just standing there and they were just looking at each other. And then I just I I was not y'all. I just uh, none of the OTPs really pulled me in. I love the parents. I love grandpa. I oh, I'm okay. All her Sorry. work friends. Um, but the OTPs just didn't. And I'm I'm telling you, it was it was all I could do most of it. I did not fast forward, but I wanted to. I wanted to fast forward up until episode 11. It wasn't until we got to 11 that I was like, all right, this isn't half bad, but the thing was over. I just made so much noise in response that my family came to check on me. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, there we go. Now, Carrie, oh. it's your turn <laughs> while I go hide. <laughs> you are hiding for a lot of this episode, but it's okay. We welcome opposing opinions. It may not sound like it, but we do usually like 10% of the time. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, I enjoyed the second, the second OTP. I've loved Kim Min Gyu since I saw him in Just Between Lovers. He had a small role as the webtoonist's assistant. And since then, I mean, those dimples, can you miss those dimples anywhere? No, you cannot. Exactly. He's a bad guy. I'll never unsee him as a bad guy. I haven't seen him as a bad guy, so I'm good. So. He was a bad yeah. guy? When was he uh -huh. a bad guy? Um, he was a bad guy in, let me find it. Was it Snowdrop? um he was in let's what it was was it let's eat was it because mm -hmm. this is my first life 
Oh yes. He was in, because this was my first life. I actually don't remember his role there. Um, he, in one of these, he's a bad, he's a bad guy in something that I've watched and I can't get over it. Ah, well, I'm, I'm going to say this proves that he has range. Yeah, he has range, but he's hot. (laughs) He's hot. And you know what? Those dimples, he was the best actor out of all of them. Kind of agree. He was the best out of all of them. Yeah. His chemistry with Sol and all was pretty good though. And so I enjoyed that OTP. I didn't necessarily enjoy their story arc because like her being blackout drunk during their first time. I'm like, mm, that, that's not great. But other Is than she that, an idol? I have no idea. No, the main girl was a Yeah, Kim Se Jong is in Girls oh, Generation that or something. Everything. That explains everything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Girls that. Generation. Not girls' generation. I know what I'm talking about, just not right now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm look it up. She she was in Produce uh, 101. Yeah, she's a former member of IOI. Oh, My bad. So yeah, sorry. That explains everything. Okay. <laughs> it explains uh, your prejudices. Good to know. I am so prejudiced against idol actors and actresses, <laughs> especially actresses, because they have you a might, tendency. You might just kill K Drama Jen. I was <laughs> like. Might. I just want you to know that you know So Guk is technically um also you know, an idol. An idol. And mm-hmm. his first drama that he did was kind of rough, but he had time to he was to... so charismatic oh in Love Rain. Gosh, he was him. great. Even then. <laughs> even then, he was totally the one that stood out to me, and he totally caught my love. So <laughs> all right. I'm not as I am not as as well, I'm a whole lot more prejudiced than you guys about this. I, I I need them to get some of their stage light shine off of them and to stop just posing. Oh. <laughs> like, I still can't watch Yuna. Well, that's, I mean, that's different. a different story. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it has nothing to do with the fact and that she she's has an something, idol actress. It's the, it's the fact that she's not the best not that great as an actress yeah and there's something coming out and she's with somebody that i absolutely love and i can't remember who it is because i've blocked it because she's in it and i can't watch it i can't watch him with her Mm. i will try try but i can't i mean can like can can i have like a little stick with somebody else's picture i can put next to the screen for all her parts (laughs) sure you can make one anyway sorry i'm sorry i digress uh, it's all right. So in conclusion, yeah, I think the second OTP was stronger than the first OTP. But like like you guys said, they kind of they balanced each other out with their fluctuations because our first OTP was going strong when our second OTP was kind of hitting some road bumps. And so overall, I think they balanced each other out pretty well. All right. So I want to talk about tropes because we've already been talking about tropes. So the classic tropes that the writer used to suck us in, we had the kimchi slap, which this was a chicken slap, but it's a classic. Um, The Che ball mother goes to the poor girl and smacks her in the face with a hand, food, something. Um, We had the whole um, poor girl working in the company. Um, We had... I love me a good arranged marriage, contract marriage. Um, We had the classic poor little rich girl. Um, We had the the orphaned boy. 
uh, the two orphan boys, we got a bonus here. We had, <laughs> yeah, we did. We had um, our our lead, our main lead, who watched his parents die in a car crash, and now he has trauma with rain. And then we have the second lead who was orphaned, but taken in by a chayball who raised him as his own. And everything else in the sun. That's that's what really stood out to me. And honestly, I think that it's the, the classic tropes are what really made me enjoy and stay with it. It wasn't the actors. It wasn't the acting. It was that comfortable formula that I have missed. I knew what was going to happen and I just, I felt like I was, you know, back pre-pandemic, back whenever I first started watching and maybe somebody was going to go to Subway, but they didn't. <laughs> Never did happen though. Well, no, honestly, we still had our product placement. So, I mean, that was awesome. The The whole drama was kind of product placement for BB Go Foods because they made it very clear that's, that's who they were. They make some pretty yummy stuff, by the way. So mm, they do. that's all I can find here. And um, yeah. Okay. So for me, um, since we've already discussed the, how I am with classic rom-coms, it was fine. If it, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Again, I just, I don't have the same attachment that y'all do. So it's kind of hard for me to judge this question. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, oh. it. <laughs> I know I'm killing you Jen I don't mean to I'm sorry it just yeah it was great for what it was it was it was fun it was light and I enjoyed it and whether it was due to the classic rom-com format to the acting I'm not sure it just it was it was just fun all around and I appreciated that so if the tropes are what made it how that was then I can appreciate that I you know I have to think about it because Part of it for me was that it was at a time when so many other things were so dark and I just wanted to laugh and it. It's been a really long, I feel like it's been a long time since I've laughed. Um, and I just laughed a lot during this drama and I really appreciated that I was able to do that. There was also a little like nostalgia, I think, because it reminded me of like marriage, not dating. It reminded me of older um, just classic rom-com type dramas. Um, and then at the same time, we had that juxtaposition where the grandfather was watching this like clear, like clearly um, <laughs> mock-jong family drama thing that had every trope you've ever heard of over and over and over. And, you know, he was clearly enjoying that and yelling at his screen like we all do. Um, and I think there's a piece of that that I also was like, I liked, I thought it was clever the way that they would put that in. And then they were kind of showing those classic tropes through a really traditional looking Mokjong drama, and then also mirroring them a bit in what they were doing in their modern, like daily life um, drama, but with a little twist. And I, I really appreciated that. And I appreciated that I didn't really have to think a lot. I just enjoyed it. And there were really pretty people and beautiful scenery. And so I enjoyed it. I really, yeah, but there was nostalgia there for me, for sure. So the first half of the drama was set around the premise of people pretending to be who they are not. Were we amused? 
I laughed so much with her trying to put him off. Like, oh my word. Just how she was kind of like so aggressively um, gold digging. She was just different. (laughs) It was very funny. Like how she was all like, just, you know, okay, this isn't setting him off. I'll up the level a little bit until she's (laughs) like, take it up notch, take it up notch, take it up notch. And like being aggressive and saying, oh yeah, I cheat all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just all of it. She had me laughing so much. And then the whole thing, even with the parents and the grandpa and all that, the different changing and using the name of the actress that's in the kimchi slaps and the gold digger (laughs) on the drama that they're all watching. (laughs) Everything about that just made me smile. I laughed. I have really fond memories of watching it and I probably will watch it again someday because of all of the humorous moments. So I really enjoyed it. I, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, it kept me watching and I thought that now here's where I'll have, I'll give it a little bit because it didn't last any longer than it should have. Mm-hmm. And they formed a real relationship, even though there was the misunderstanding at first. I, I have to say that the beginning with her going to the blind date and acting like a complete idiot was fabulous now (laughs) she put those colored hair that wig on with the the long hair and Mm -hmm. and she just totally turned into some whack job and I was like you go girl um (laughs) but it wasn't uh that's not typically something that I want to like watch and that keeps me interested for long so I'm really glad that it didn't last any longer than it should have uh, same. I'm not usually comfortable with the whole people pretending to be other people thing just because it's so cringy to watch them try to dodge around the truth. And so I thought this was handled pretty well. I thought that maybe keeping it from grandpa went on a little too long. I would have loved for them to have told him earlier, but they made it work and she ended up bonding with him. She ended up with a good relationship with, uh, Kong Temu. And so overall, yeah, it worked. And I did not cringe as much as I expected it to. So that's, that's definitely a point in its favor. That's a bonus. Um, I have to say that I really enjoyed the first part of the drama while she was like, just being crazy, like the blind date stuff I thought was hilarious. Um, I agree with um, the Maknae though, as far as I felt like she, de- they definitely should have had her revealed to the grandfather just a little earlier. Um, I would have, I wanted to see that more. Um, and I really wanted him to surprise all of us by just immediately accepting her, like the mm-hmm. opposite of what he was seeing in the drama, you know, like he learned something by watching the drama or something like that. But yeah, but I, I was amused for sure. Um, during the, for the first half of the drama, for sure. I was laughing a lot. So I enjoyed that. Unlike many K-dramas, this show was 12 episodes rather than 16. How did this affect the pacing and did we like that change? So for me, I was one of the people that felt like the last episode felt a little bit too rushed to me. I just wanted, 
I don't know. I felt like they were trying to like tie up all the loose ends. I wasn't super happy with the ending just because I wanted, like I said, I wanted the grandfather to find out a little earlier. I wanted that to kind of naturally happen. Um, so the pacing for me was a little off, um, to be honest. Well, my thought is, is I will honestly say I wouldn't have minded having like maybe a two minute wedding scene at the end. Mm -hmm. But if the pacing was different, like say grandpa found it a little earlier, but then we're stuck with him being gone longer. We're stuck with grandpa being ill longer and having to like weed through all of that. You know, we're stuck more with, oh, second leads, dad's trying to screw her relationship and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. I Mm -hmm. kind of enjoyed that. It was very concise. Again, I wouldn't have minded having like a little wedding scene. I liked that it didn't drag on forever. I liked that we got like a closure for like the work couple and a lot of the work friends and all that kind of stuff. If it had given me just maybe five minutes of post wedding and all that stuff, I would have and seen grandpa again. I would have liked it all the much more. Um, but other than that, I was really satisfied. I like the tighter storytelling overall. I think if it had been 16 episodes, we would have gotten a lot more bloating with him being gone and the angst and the blah, blah, blah. And that always annoys me in these kind of dramas. And so now that, now that you say that, it's it's not that I want more episodes. I think, and I agree with you. I think it's that, I wanted those 12 to be paced just a little differently so that we could end the 12 with 12, but have a little bit more tied up. So I think what you're saying makes so much sense. And so I'm loving the whole less episodes. If a writer feels like the story needs less episodes, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of it. Huge fan. So that was the other trope that I forgot. Time jump. We had a time jump. (laughs) Okay. Um, But you guys remember back in the day, we had shorter, shorter dramas, mm-hmm. 12, not, you know, 12 episodes was not unusual. We rarely had 12 episodes unless it was sucking and they cut to 12 <laughs> but episodes. 12 That's episodes completely was different. Not, it was not <laughs> unusual. And, and, and I felt like 12 episodes was adequate for this. It was no, I'm totally fine with 12 episodes. I, I like you just said what you said. And I just said 12 episodes was adequate. Came yes, <laughs> I do. But I think you're forgetting how often they would cut dramas because the ratings weren't high enough. And that's why they're 12 episodes. <laughs> I'm, just saying, girl, I'm looking at princess. you. Oh my princess. gosh. Surplus princess. Um, and what was the one that had, uh, oh my gosh. It was the really good one and beautiful mind. Oh yeah. I was so pissed. I oh, was, that was so pissed. That was the biggest. Oh, I was angry. I was angry. It had my angry pants on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, anyway. and it could go the other way where suddenly you had four more extra episodes yes. and, and suddenly there's amnesia. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> amnesia and a time jump. Yeah, exactly. But I, I liked the tight storytelling. I, well, ish, it was, it, it was formulaic and I loved it. Okay. I love the formula. (laughs) So there we go. So for me, I think it would have worked better if we'd had the 12 episodes, which I like, I loved the 12 episodes. If they hadn't ramped the town jump trope in there, I think Mm -hmm. if they instead had just continued forward and had a wedding and had hijinks around the wedding instead, 
I think that would have fit. But by inserting a time jump, that would have needed the 16 episode treatment. So I think they chose the wrong trope to focus on. I also wonder if maybe there was some COVID situations because we never saw grandpa in episode 12. True. Mm. So I'm wondering if were some characters or actors out because of COVID because that was right when COVID was really ramping up in Korea and there was a lot of pauses on dramas and, you know, people quarantining because they were in vicinity, that kind of stuff. I kind of wonder if something like that happened because it is odd that we never saw grandpa after he went for treatment. Mm, True. And so I do wonder if it was something where, okay, well, we can't go with the wedding story arc, just say grandpa's alive and reunion and life is good, you know? So I'm just saying there might've been reasons. I wish we knew. One way or the other. You're probably right, but I still wanted the wedding. (laughs) I agree. agree. We deserved a wedding. Absolutely. So let's pick our two favorite scenes from this drama. Um, My favorite scene um, has to be when he suggests that they sleep together and she thinks that's how she's going to chase him off whenever she's pretending to be her friend. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. she says, yes. And they start walking and she's like, you could see her frantically trying to figure out what to do next. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, she's, it's obvious that she's not like that. Um, And then my next favorite one was her visiting grandpa in the hospital and Mm -hmm. telling him all the different fish and him falling in love with her. Um, I love that. That's it. Agreed. Those were cute. Definitely. Okay. So for mine, okay. Anytime grandpa was on the couch watching his dramas in his cute little pajama pants and giggling to himself, loved it. I mean, cause he is us, but still <laughs> I just, I adored that because he was so cute. And then I also loved there's where they had to step in and make chicken at their, at her parents' restaurant. Yes. And just watching them work together and seeing how naturally everything flowed. That was a lot of fun. It was nice to see the good, competent working chemistry, as well as their, their um, romantic chemistry. Well, for me, there were two main scenes, I think that stood out. One was um, just anything that had to do with the blind dates. Um, but the one that came use keeps bringing up where she names her boobs. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. Like I just, that she just kept getting more and more ridiculous. And I was there for it. I just loved every moment. Um, I could not stop laughing. That was awesome. Um, and also anything that, um, anytime that, <laughs> that, uh, cause she kept saying that he looked like that one kind of dinosaur Archaeopteryx. Um, and every time that that was mentioned, I laughed and laughed. Um, <laughs> uh, and then also that steamy scene, you know, where like we had like up on the countertop thing. Yeah. That too. I think one that I really liked, I liked the whole segment where she was, they were doing the date and she was trying to keep him preoccupied because of the rain. And it was was so sweet. Mm -hmm. And then to see that he knew what she was doing later on and she kept like changing the direction and, you know, what she wanted to do in order to like save him the trauma of the whole rain situation. It was really just, it's one of the best just couple moments on how these two really connected 
in a very sweet and meaningful way. They were a very sweet couple. And then, oh, I'd want to say the steamy scene because that was a really good bow chicka wow wow scene. I'm just saying it was really good. (laughs) But that's probably tied with the blind datings because it's hilarious and the cousin. So all of that, all of the fake datings were funny. And then the bow chicka wow wow scene was really beautifully filmed. So. Yeah, she was looking at the cinematography, just so y'all. I was. (laughs) Yes. You know how hard it is for some directors to do an attractive makeout scene. Yeah. I mean, you have to do the right angles and it has to not look weird or awkward or fish kissing. It's not something that's just an easy makeout and then it goes on to film. Like you have to go into a lot of details and angles and everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there was a lot of choreography in this one. There was shifting and hefting oh. and all kinds of stuff. Yes, so. the choreography was amazing. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. <laughs> okay, I do have to admit, I, I saved it so you could talk about it and you didn't. But when the second male lead goes in to kiss his girl oh, and yeah. he rips his glasses off and just goes for it. That's like a gif over on Twitter that comes up all the time. And I'm just, mm-hmm. every time I see it, I'm like, oh, Superman. so hot. Yeah. So <laughs> that hot. drama was worth it for that one scene. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me want him as a leading man in something because mm-hmm. that was hot in the name of K-Drama Jen. That was hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And on that note. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about using dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 